Amen. Praise God. Thank you, platform musicians. Amen. How many ready to hear from God again tonight? Amen. 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 Praise God. We're here with our brother, uh, uh, Evangelist Tony Chase. It's just been a blessing all week. Can you say amen, church? Uh, tremendous ministry, timely words. Uh, uh, the atmosphere has been stirred. How many of us, what revival do is do, is, is, is designed to revive the saints. And that's exactly what happened, amen. So again, uh, last night of, uh, of service of the revival, but how many know revival continues, amen. Amen. Revival is in the hearts of the people. Every message uh, that has been sealed upon our heart now is here by faith. We live that out. We begin to live out what we heard this week, how God ministers to us, amen. So without further ado, let's give our brother a hand, amen. the Lord. Thank you so much. And all those who gave, I tell you what, we cannot live without people who give. Nothing, nothing works unless people give. You know, you won't even have electricity. You can have all the money in the world, but unless you give it to them electric folks, you ain't gonna have no lights. It's the way of life. I thank God for people who give. Amen. If you would take a moment and just open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number one. And I tell you what, this has been for me personally such a, a grand time this week. I feel like God has had me on my toes all week. None of the sermons I prepared and planned and felt in my spirit to minister. I got to minister. Not in one of them. I mean, it was his church. It's God's church, not mine. I'm, I'm passing through, but he lives here. Hello, somebody. And so pastor has graciously invited me to come back again. So I'm, I'm going to try the sermons next time. <laughs> but this time, it's a man, I'm, I'm on my tiptoes to the last second. Lord, okay. All right. Matthew chapter 1, just put your hand there. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 3, it says these words in verse 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. This portion of scripture, Solomon has just offered a lavish offering. And he has uh, placed it before God. You can read about it on your own. I believe it's like a thousand bulls. And, and he's just emptying, uh, emptying his treasures before God. And this is just in a moment of joy, just offering. And the Bible says that God is going to now approach Solomon. And he asks Solomon, Solomon, um, what do you want? What do you Desire, just ask. How many would love God, the creator of the universe, the one who made everything that you can see, to ask you what you want and I will give it? Ask for whatever you want and I will give it to you. God responds with this incredible incredible statement after his offering 
And the Bible says Solomon, he takes that in and he's considering it all. And, and he begins to realize, you know, I'm just a youth. How many know we need some wisdom there? Oftentimes um, we feel we have more um, intellect and insight um, than our age demands. Hello, somebody. We're, we're, you know, Solomon, really, I'm just a kid. I don't have um, all the insight here. I don't have um, all the knowledge. But your people um, are vast. They're long and large and they're aged. And how am I going to lead them? Okay, I pray, God, give your servant an understanding heart. Give me wisdom. That I might govern this people. And God, so moved by that, you know the story. He responds and he says, not only wisdom am I going to give you. But I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for because you didn't ask for the neck of your enemies and you didn't ask for riches, but I'm going to give you both of these. And 10 verses later, the word of God says these words in verse 15. Then Solomon awoke and he realized it had been a dream. Come on, that's cruel. You ever had a dream like that? You know what I'm talking about? There you are. You're at the red light. You got your drop top down. You got hair. <laughs> Hold up. Your wife got hair. It ain't a wig. I say, what? <laughs> we did a baptism in Raleigh when I was there. And we dunked a woman, bloop, bloop. And the hair was like, bloop, on the top of the water. <laughs> yeah. So both y'all got hair. Come on, you're at the light. <laughs> it's my hair. I pay for it. No, no, no. The one you grew. Come on. You're both there. You got your kid in the back seat. Daddy. You got the dog. Woof. You drive down. You take off. You're driving down this windy street. Come on, y'all. Come on. Get your imagination on. I'm one of them preachers. I, I got an imagination. I can't preach deep. I'm just imagination. My imagination goes crazy. So there you are just driving, you driving, and you look over at your wife, she got her hair, you know, her hair, come on. Her hair, like, my hair, my hair. No, 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 no. Her hair is just kind of going with the wind. Come on, y'all. Her, her hair is just kind of going, and you're like. And you're, you're, daddy, daddy, in the backseat, daddy, daddy, daddy. And the dog's got his tongue out the side of the car. You drive, and then you turn down this nice neighborhood. All these houses are large, and you drive up to this house, and it says long tree-lined driveway. And your car. You get out of your car. You run over to the other side. You open the door for your wife. Your wife, thank you, sweetie. She gets out of the car, and the kid gets out of the car, and the dog gets out of the car. Woo, 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 woo. Y'all with me? I'm going somewhere. I know y'all like, where are you going? Just chill. You go, you go, you go all the way to the door. You get to the door. You, yeah, I got it, baby. You open the door. Is anyone in here? Ah! So you, you open the door. <laughs> You open the door, and, and your wife goes in, thank you, baby, thank you. And then, and then you, your kid, thank you, daddy. And then the dog, woo, woo. And then you go in the door, and you close it. So it's like this. <laughs> it's like this. And as soon as you do that, bam, you wake up, and there you are at the red light, and your car is like, do, 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 do,
great. It's a green light. You need to go. Daddy, you need to go. You're like, oh, man. I was caught up in a daydream. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Anybody have a dream like that? Say, oh, man, what's up with this? You wake up and you're back in that old arrow star, barely running. <laughs> you're the car that somebody gave you because they couldn't keep it in there on the bricks in their yard, but yo, I can get it running, you running, and it's running all right. <laughs> it was just a dream. Come on. You know what someone said? Someone said the return to reality is never as good as the dream. Come on, talk to this preacher. Hey, y'all, this is the last sermon. Y'all got to get on board right now. Or I'm going to preach three sermons in one and keep you here to tomorrow. Mm, oh, you good, huh? So selfish. What about the rest of them? So, so someone say, the return to reality is never as good as a dream. Listen to Job chapter 20 and verse 8. He will fly away like a dream and not be found. Yes, he will be chased away like a vision of the night. Gone. Poosh. Just a dream. Right? But watch this. You know the story. There's two mothers. One mother lays on her baby, kills her baby. The other mother's sleeping. She takes the dead baby, throws it under her, and snatches the live baby to herself. They wake up, uh, and the mama says, Hey, this ain't my baby. She said, No, that's your baby. She said, No, 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 it's my baby. No, that's your baby. And so off to the king they go. And have you ever seen two women? Wrestling and fighting. <laughs> this king is like, oh, boy. He's watching them fight. She's like, no, it's your baby. No, it's your baby. No, it's your baby. No, baby. And the king says, I got an idea. He tells the executioner, talk to this brother. Go get me a sword. Now, that executioner, didn't, this is in real time, folks. I know we know the story, so we kind of like, well, I know it's coming next. And then he did this, and then he did that. But this is in real time. So the executioner goes, gets his sword, and he says, hey, okay, here's what you're to do. Put the baby down right here. And he's telling the king's word is like divination, the Bible says. He must not transgress in speech. Why? Because now something's about to happen. He's about, he said, cut that baby in half and give half to this one and half to that one. And the executioner, and the mom said, no, no, don't, don't, don't. She can have the baby. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Cut him in half. And Solomon looks at the executioner and says, give the baby to this one. She's the real mother. Now, I know we know the story. Folks, this really happened. In real time. So watch what the scripture says before I start to preach. Because some of y'all are like, I thought you said Matthew. I thought you said Matthew. <laughs> I did. Quit tripping. First Kings chapter 3 and verse 27. Then the king gave this ruling. Give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is his mother. When all, say all. all. Now the rest of you, say all. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king and all because they saw 
that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. So was it just a dream? Or was there more to it? Listen to me. God will give you a dream that is worth waking up to. I want to preach on this. The God of my dreams, Matthew chapter number one, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her will be of the, is of the Holy Spirit. She will bring forth the son, shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might fulfill that which was spoken to the Lord by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, did not know her till she brought forth the firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus, the God of my dreams. Father, we thank you tonight, God, for your truth. God, and I thank you that we can gather together here this last night of this revival. Father, I'm asking you, God, to resurface dreams you gave people. God, and I pray may there yet again be hands of faith to put on that plow. May there be people that dream yet again, God, for that is your word in the end, that your old men will dream dreams. People that have been around will have visions. God, you'll open doors. I'm asking you, Father, right now, God, help me, please, to convey what you have given me to this people and arrest their hearts tonight. And God, let there be decisions that mark destiny for eternity. I give you praise. Come on, say amen, everyone. Amen. The God of my dreams. Matthew 1, 24, it says, When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Now, this is profound to me. Joseph wakes up from a dream. And he simply does what he feels God is calling him to do from a dream. He is responding to a dream. This isn't in an evangelistic campaign. This isn't in a, a, a meeting where there's people saying, brother, I'm telling you God. No, 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 no. This is in a dream. And this dream moved Joseph so deeply, he woke up and he was compelled to act upon it. Let me show you an insightful scripture. In the book of Job 33, verse 14, it says these words, God may speak in one way or in another, yet man doesn't perceive it. Talk to me. I tell you the truth. There are times that God has spoken to me, and I said, God, is that you? I didn't even recognize it. And I looked back, and I said, it was God. God, you were speaking, and I didn't even recognize it. Then I get convicted to the core. My sheep hear my voice and follow me. Lord, I didn't even recognize that was you. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. 
God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. Can y'all feel that? Do you see how deep that is? While we're sleeping, he's sealing our instruction. You know, God spoke through dreams. Genesis 20, verse 3. God came to a man by the name of Abimelech in a dream and said, you're as good as a dead man. You know why? Because the woman you're messing with, she's married. Father, let there be some men that have that dream. Hello, somebody. You are as a good as a dead man. This man woke up ah! and immediately made some decisions. God spoke in a dream. Genesis 28, verse 11, God speaking to Jacob. Jacob lays his head down to sleep and had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on earth, its top reaching heaven, the angel of God ascending and descending upon it. We understand Bethel, the house of God, arrested, but it was a dream. Genesis 37, 5, Joseph had a dream, told it to his brothers. They hated him all the more, and he said, listen to the dream that I had. Then there is the story in Joseph's life about the cupbearer and the baker in prison. Both of them had dreams that disturbed them and their countenance had fallen. He asked what the trouble was. They told him we had dreams. His words, his words, do not interpretations belong to God. Speaking of the dreams, Pharaoh had dreams. Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. And I'm not going to linger in that, but God speaks through dreams and it's seen throughout Scripture. In the book of Numbers, chapter 12 and verse 6, listen to my words, God speaking through the prophet. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. You know, the purpose of the dream is that God can reveal himself. That he can speak his will, that God can speak his plans, he can define his purposes totally free from our constant interruptions. And right there, he speaks and seals our instruction in our text. Joseph has a dream. And it is very critical that he awakens to the possibility of this dream's reality. Are y'all with me? I want you right now to pause. And I want you to consider everything that is at stake. If he doesn't obey this dream. You will call his name Jesus, the most glorious name known to man by which no man can ever be saved unless they come. He will save. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. 
His obedience is linked to yours and my salvation. And this moment, we are the fruit of this man waking up and responding. Well, God would have just sent someone else, but he didn't because this man woke up and obeyed. Y'all ain't hearing this. Emmanuel, God with us. Because of a man woke up. And he obeyed a dream. You know, folks, this is interesting to me. 18 verses into the New Testament. 400 years silence where God said, I'm done talking with you guys. Read Malachi. God said, I'm done. And God is going to open up the New Testament. 400 years silence, 18 verses. And the first story you read in the New Testament The first story, the first story isn't the first 18 verses or 17 verses. Those first 17 verses are begats. He begot them, he begot them, he begot him, he begot him, he begot him, and then here's the first story. And what is it? God is going to break his silence. And how is he going to break his silence? He is going to wait for this man to go to sleep thinking about everything he is going through. And right here, he seals this man's instruction. Ain't no church to preach to. I just preach to myself. Matthew 1.20, the Bible says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. After he considered this, what do you think he was considering? (laughs) The love of his life is pregnant. And he knows it wasn't him. Well, the Holy Spirit, you try it. Well, you see what had happened was... (laughs) You know, the last things that are on our minds, smart people tell us, smart people. It kind of took me out of that one, but smart people, they say the last things that are on your mind are the very things that influence our dreams. Ecclesiastes 5.3 says a dream comes when there are many cares. Can you imagine the cares consuming his mind before he finally waxed weary and fell asleep. Hmm? We love the Christmas story. But I'm telling you, folks, it was not the most wonderful time of the year. It wasn't for him. It was a nightmare. That was a nightmare. Listen, please, God is going to to replace his nightmare with a dream. Do you feel God can do that for you? He can replace your nightmare with a dream. This dream will define Joseph's life. God will give you a dream that will define why you live. God will give you a dream, beloved, that will define why you're not some deer ready to get hit by some truck. 
why you're not an armadillo on the roadside dead in Texas. God will give you a dream that will define why you inhale and exhale. Hello, somebody. Why you live. You know, this dream is what caused you and I to have any idea about this man, any knowledge about this man. The only reason why he's written in the word of God is because of this dream. Without this dream, you know what he would have done? He would have put Mary away. He would have left her to the law. He would have tried to push her to the side and let them accuse her, left her to the mockery, left her to the scorn alone. You know, they would have stoned her, to be honest with you. If you know your Bible, um, Judah and Tamar, she's found to be with child. I'm not going to go into the story, but his first response, burn her alive. Because she was unmarried. John chapter number eight speaks of the story of the woman caught in adultery in the very act. And they said it. What did they say? The law says to stone one. That's her fate. That's what Mary would be facing right there. I want you to think about this. God said to Mary, you're going to be pregnant with my seed. (laughs) How will she convince the love of her life this? Can you imagine that conversation? You know she would have waited because how do you even start this one? Well, I got time. Three months later, I still got a little bit of time. Bloop. She walking around needing headlights. She got a hood now. She's like walking around. Hey, what's that? Pizza. I ain't no pizza. That's pillows. What is it? How would, you know, back when, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, come on, how would she even begin this? Can you imagine the torment? How am I going to commit? This dream is going to save her life. God thinks of everything. Don't we struggle with this? Don't we struggle with that? Oh, no, preacher, I know, yeah, yeah. We struggle with it. God, you think of everything. There are no details left to man's genius concerning his divine plan for salvation. None. All that was needed was for her to say, be it unto me according to thy word and for Joseph to obey a dream. A dream, by definition, is a series of thoughts and images, sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. I wonder... This is where the sermon comes from, right here. I wonder how often God has revealed things to me in my dreams. And because I didn't wake up and think on it, consider it, just dismissed it, God gave my dream to someone else. I wonder tonight. If someone is living your dream because you won't wake up to its possibility. I was traveling through Oklahoma City. I was saved maybe about a year. We're coming back for us when Chandler had Harvester's homecomings. 
is coming back from homecoming. We had um, three couples in this car with us, or a uh, 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 conversion van, and we, we stopped in Oklahoma City. We're jazzed up. We're super excited. Our first time ever seeing the people that, that started the church, Pastor Dillard, you know, invited us to go. We drove. We're excited. We're coming back. Stop off in Oklahoma City. And, uh, you know, uh, we're getting gas. And I began witnessing to the guy at the gas station. And he drops his head. And I began to dive in. And he prays. I, and they're banging on the window in excitement. He's getting saved, man. And we're just this crazy at a gas station in the middle of Oklahoma City. And, and so we're all jazzed up. I'm excited. I'm telling them, I'm, you, know, uh, you know, okay, bro, man, what you got to do now is you got to pray. You got to read your Bible. Um, you know what? And then I got to, you got to go to church. Where am I going to send them? I'm stuttering now. Because right here, I typically say, okay, I'll be by to pick you up. But eh, 2,000 miles, I ain't coming. Holla. Got some gas money because, you know, times are rough. You know, hey, that's a long drive, you know. That ain't happening. So I'm like stuttering a tad bit. And I get so disappointed. I, I don't know where to send them. I can't tell. Go over here. All right, okay. We get in the car. They're all jazzed up. And I'm so disappointed internally. I don't know anything about a call to preach. I didn't feel all that. I'm just a Christian loving God. Here it is. <laughs> we're driving away from Oklahoma City. And as we're driving, everyone is talking in the car. But I am so disappointed. I'm so angry. You know what I felt like? I felt like the mother who had a baby and just gave it away. I felt like, I, well, what's the point? That was going through my, what's the point? I'm like, why should I even witness if this is what it's going to be like? God, what's the point? We don't even have a church there. Where am I supposed to send them? We don't, we don't have a church. We don't have a church there. And so they're all talking, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm seeing all these thoughts in my head about me there. I'm like, yeah, I'll go there. And they're like, what are you talking about? Hey, I'll go to Oklahoma City. I'll go to Oklahoma City. We start a church in Oklahoma City. And then for the rest of the ride from Oklahoma City all the way to Virginia, I wore them folks out. Every gas station, every place. And there's a building right there, Lonzo. You can go there. Andre, hey, man, we can start. And so they're like, man, we got to get this boy out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I was aroused. Something was aroused on the inside. I wonder how many have had that same similar dream, but you dismissed it. I wonder how many have awakened from that same dream, but today you're older and you're awakened by the screaming realities of life and not the silent dreams of your youth. What did Jesus say? Many are called, right? Many are called. Many. Few are chosen. God visits Joseph again. Let me move quickly. He visits Joseph again in a dream. Matthew 2, verse 13. When he had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, said, Get up, take the child and his mother, escape to Egypt. Stay there till I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Nah, it's just a dream. Hmm? Matthew 2, 19. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph again in a dream. Matthew 2 and 22, and when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. God gave this man dream 
after dream after dream, and it was immediately responded to with obedience. It was now easier for Joseph to hear and respond to God because he is responding to him when he comes in his dreams. Time and time again, God would come, and time and time again, Joseph would respond. You know what this would do? This would make sleep wonderful. It's like the cure to insomnia. This would make, if you knew that the Lord is going to come, watch over me. Psalms 127, he gives his beloved sleep. And right there when he gives you and I sleep. Right there when he allows you and I that place where we're comatose to the entire world snoring away. Right there, the Lord, he comes in that place of rest. We are totally surrounded by the watchful eye of the good shepherd. And right in that place, he comes and he speaks. You know what's interesting? We sing lullabies to our kids. They fall asleep. We hold babies and we're like, oh, shh, shh, shh. God bless this little baby. We sing kind of weird once. You know, them, some, of them, some of them lullabies, it's like, you know, fell from a tree. Yeah, I can't even remember. But I mean, someone's like, man, that's mean. You know, rock baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the crater will walk. I mean, somebody's there to fall down, boosh. Oh, oh, sorry. So, but we said... <laughs> What mother in here doesn't go into your baby's room, look at them, put them in, I love you when they're sleeping? You might be like, about time you went to bed, little brat. But I'm talking about good mothers. I'm in the midst of writing a sermon, God help, I'm a parent. (laughs) Right there. He comes when we're sleeping. He speaks dreams of purpose, dreams of warning, dreams of understanding. And we wake up and somehow there is this deposit. There is this residue of God's voice speaking to us in the silence of sleep. And we wake up and there is this sense that I know what I need to do. Again, hear Elihu's words, Job 33, 14. God may speak in one way or in another. Yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, slumbering on their beds, he opens the ears of man and seals their instruction. What if Joseph said it's just a dream? What if he never took time to recall that dream and all that it meant? What if he decided, I'm not going to act on that and, and listen to all the rogue emotions that he is feeling? Listen to what's said after every response of obedience. Listen. He has a dream, and then the Bible says in Matthew 1, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. He has a dream, and then it's response, 2.15. So was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I have called my son. He has a dream, and then to verse 17. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. He has a dream, Matthew 2, 23. He went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. All that because our text says in verse 24, Joseph woke up and did according to the angel that the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as wife. All that because he obeyed. 
His obedience in that moment was literally connecting to the purposes and the promises and the word that God spoke centuries past. Generations beyond, God is bringing to fulfillment in his obedience um, his purposes and plans. Listen to me carefully. God has a plan. God has a plan. We hear it all the time. I know, preacher, God has a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God has a plan, and you and I get to be part of it. You know what God said to me years ago, and it's, it's convicts me even as I, I'm, I'm getting ready to say this now. So I'm not going to compete with all the voices of your life. God speaks with a whisper. He's not going to compete with all the chatter of our life. That still small voice, he's made our ears uh, fragile bones uh, and all the inter in internals um, of the nerves and everything. He's made us so intricate that we can respond to the, the smallest voice. And when life is so noisy and life um, is so loud, he waits for us to go to sleep because he demands uh, us to hear what he's saying. Now, all of this Necessity demands that I say we're not dream chasers. Well, I had a dream. You hear people say that all the time. Notice every dream was fulfilling God's word spoken. So you'll hear people say, I had me a dream. And you'll tell, they'll tell you the dream and say, no, you need to stop eating pizza that night. How many know what I'm saying? You need to stop. You got heartburn. That's your problem. Not every dream comes from God. And if you're not one who knows the word of God, you're going to be one who's deceived all the time. Listen, God's not going to give you a dream that contradicts his word ever. I don't care what God has called me to preach. No, he didn't, sweetheart. Because that's not biblical. I don't care what our culture says. Well, I know some. I don't care. The word of God is the word of God. And God ain't going to change it for you. I am the Lord and I change not. That is who he is. He ain't going to give you a dream that goes against his word. Ever. So I said, never. And so unless we know the word of God, we're going to get duped by all kinds of cultural issues and all kinds of foolishness. Next thing you know, well, I got this dream. And you ain't even judging that dream. You ain't even holding it up to nothing. You're holding it up to what so-and-so said. God ain't going to compete with so-and-so. My word goes forward and does not come back void. Everyone else's falls flat. We have to begin to hold these things up against the word of God. Hello, somebody. His word is his self-revelation. He's not going to be untrue to himself for you or for me or for anyone else. So our lives, they are so filled with the busyness of life, all the distractions. It's fast-paced and getting faster. We have our agendas. We have our desires. They're not evil. We're not like evil people who, ah, I got to do. No, 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 no. No, we plan our work, and then we go about working out our plans. Hello, somebody. And in the process of this, sometimes, more times than not, we get weary. We're tired from running here and running there. So God then comes when our heart rate slows down. We've wearied ourselves, and we're at a place where we're ready to fall asleep. And in that sleep, he comes and whispers. Oh, beloved, he comes and gives a dream right there in the night. Psalms 121, he who watches over you will not slumber. 
This has to be our attitude, every one of us. Lord, please give me an ear to hear from you. May I say of Samuel, speak, Lord, for your servant hears, even when you speak through dreams. So the dreams that you dreamt yesterday, maybe you thought it was just a dream. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, the Bible says these words in verse 9. A vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over here and help us. It's just a dream. I got my own agenda. What if Paul woke up and said, I don't want to go there. I'm, that's from hell, man. Macedonia, Gentiles, man. Psh, dirty, nasty, nah. What lies in his willingness to believe this dream and respond is this. Romans 1, 7, to all in Rome called to be saints. 1 Corinthians 1, 2, to the church of God, which is in Corinth. Galatians 1, 2, to the churches, plural, of Galatia. Ephesians 1, 2, to the saints who are in Ephesus. Philippians 1, 1, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi. Colossians 1, 2, um, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. 1 Thessalonians 1, 1, to the church of the Thessalonians in God. Can you grasp this? This man responded to a dream and 14 books of the New Testament are written. Can you feel that? Harriet Tubman, energized by a dream that she had. Folks called her crazy, said it's insane. It's because master hit you with that brick. She was having this dream, recurring dream. About a river running in an opposite direction. About people about a big rock, about people standing that are in bright white clothes on the end of the rock. She had all these dreams. And you know what? And somehow um, she's, she's wondering what this dream is about. But that dream held. Somehow she believed that dream. She broke free from slavery. And she found that river that's moving up and found groups of people that were helping her along the way. And all of a sudden she lands in a land of freedom up in Canada. And what did she say? I'm free. But as she is there, she said, I can't be free if everyone else that I know is still bound. And during a 10-year period, she made 19 trips back down into the South and escorted over 300 slaves and their families to freedom. It's just a dream. But I'm telling you, if it was just a dream, those 300 slaves and their entire lineage to this very day owe everything they are to the fact that she lived out her dream. You know what Harriet Tubman said? Every great dream begins with a dreamer. You know, dreams and dedication are a powerful combination. 
Joseph's brother said, here comes that dreamer. But his dreams he had were not from pizza. God gave them. And they had a purpose that he was revealed later in life and understood deeply. You know what it was? To save many alive. One last quote or scripture. Psalms 126 verse 1. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. We dreamed that this would happen. And look what you did, God. He's the God of my dreams. Come on, bow your heads tonight. Oh, God, just 